Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. <laughs> Here we go again. I know you guys like sitting around the tailgate telling stories with good buddies, cracking cold ones. No matter if it's hunting season or fishing season, well, so does the Outdoor Drive Podcast. So we're going to bring you Tales from the Tailgate. Oh, Samson, what's up, dude? Nothing much, just having fun living life. Yeah, I, yes, you are. There is no question about that, dude. I mean, you're, you're every time I look and turn around, you're out fishing or hunting or doing something crazy. Mm-hmm. Man, blessed every single day, huh? Yeah. So, for you guys that don't know, Bo is actually one of my first guests on the out... Was it on the out... Were you on the outdoor drive? Yeah, you were on the outdoor drive. Yeah. 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 So, you were one of my first guests, dude. So, we're going to bring you back wow. on here at episode... Oh, man. What episode are we at? I think we're almost 190, dude. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, man, we'll turn this key, dude. Let's get this thing. We're going to put it right in four-wheel drive. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do, Bo? All right. So, I'm Bo Sampson. I live in Middletown, Pennsylvania. We run offshore charters and boat fishing charters, and I love to hunt, fish, and do everything with my family. That's awesome, man. Nothing better than that. So let's let's you know let's just have story time with Bo because you've been in the past year, dude. You've been super super busy doing a ton of things. Um, yeah, I know between Texas and Florida and the bow fishing and everything else. I mean, you probably got a million and one stories to share with us. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, why don't we talk? Why don't we start in Texas? Because Texas was kind of cool and fun. You got to shoot a ton of really good animals down there in Texas. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take us through your trip, kind of from start to finish, man? All right. So first, we just got there, got settled in, went out hunting, and then the first day we saw the ram, but we didn't want to shoot that, so we went over, shot some hogs, and I shot probably a hundred and eighty pound hog. Wow. Probably, yeah, it was like 300 yards away. That was awesome. What 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 caliber rifle were you using down there? So for the hog and the ram, I used a 7 mag. Oh. And then the Axis Deer and the, uh, the Red Stag, I used a 338. Lapua? Uh, no, I just said 338. 338, yeah, okay. I, I don't know rifles all that much, man. I, you probably know 10 times more than I do about rifles, honestly, because not really a <laughs> rifle guy. <laughs> so, so did you, were you down there, like, trophy hunting? Did you shoot any of them were, like, trophies, or they were just... Oh, yeah, my ram was a double curl. Oh, wow. Now, now yeah. do you eat them? No, we don't eat the rams. Not we the- donated it to a... We donated it to a church. Oh, okay. All right. How about the other stuff that you ended up taking down there? Yep. We ate all all the rest of the stuff. 
So you got what? A red stag? An axis deer, a hog, and like ten doves. Wow. Now now those other yeah. they they were they were like the fallow deer, that was it antlered or was it a doe? No, it was antlered. Oh nice. Tell me how that went, man. So we weren't even supposed to shoot the axis deer, but the uh cattle farmer came up and saw it in the fence. Ah. And the owner of the ranch said, if you can find it, you can shoot it. And that sucker took us three hours to find it. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you end up finding them? My dad just seen his, like, white nose moving around. In Inside of, like, the cattle or, like? Uh, no, the cattle um, were, like, not far from it. But they were, like, stuck in the cedars. The access was jeez and how how far was he when he took a shot at him probably 40 yards Gee, oh you got that close to him yeah jeez. Mm-hmm. how'd he taste was it taste good oh it was amazing was it we had we had 700 pounds of meat from there from from your texas trip yeah what my you- dad shot he, my dad shot a Scimitar horned oryx and a water buffalo. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Man, so you, the freezer's full. Yeah, it is. Dang. Did you? Oh. All right. So, so on the last podcast that we had, we had our good buddy Will Jimeno on, and he he had also killing or killed uh, a water buffalo in Argentina, and they say that it's the best eating meat that there is. Would you agree or disagree? I would agree. Really? What do you, what do you think it tastes like? I, I can't even like. I don't really know, honestly. Like, I don't know what you can compare it to. Really? Is it like a beef yeah. or is it like? It's it's almost like a beef, yeah. Yeah. Is it is it real but, tender all the way through, or is there different pieces of meat that are a little bit tougher than others, or? Yeah, there's different cuts of meat. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just grind those ones up, but like, like the back mm-hmm. strap, for example, is probably pretty tender and tasty. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need much seasoning on it. I just use some uh, little plug to my boy Jeremy at Hunt Chef. Ooh. I just use some of his seasonings. Seasonings. Oh, you like his seasonings? Yeah. yeah. Well, he makes coyote taste good. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so his seasonings must be that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was it hunting in Texas? Was it a little bit different than anywhere else that you've ever really hunted? Oh, or definitely, yeah. It was way different. What What made it so different? Just like the landscape, and like half of the ranch was uh like just flat and dry, and another half of it was like like downhill woods could barely get through ah okay so a lot a lot of prickly stuff there to 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 stick you to or yeah yeah yeah. yeah. did you have to worry about snakes or anything like that i know like texas is known for stuff like that Mm. we just wore these uh called snake gators yep they're like uh chaps yep yeah and that's for them they keep you safe from that stuff yeah well, you're used to that, anyways. Everywhere else that you go has all kinds of snakes everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you afraid of snakes? 
Not really. No. You don't. If you don't mess with them, they won't mess with you. Yeah, well, I tell myself that too, but then I get the heebie-jeebies and freak out every single time I see one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little schoolgirl when I see a snake. I run the opposite direction mm-hmm. every single time. <laughs> so, so bring us up to speed, man. You just you were just down in Miami for a little bit of time. How was that? What yeah. take take us through that trip, man? Because you were down there for quite some time. Take us through a couple of days of mm-hmm. fishing and what you did and how you did it. You know, elaborate on everything mm-hmm. so everybody can kind of paint the picture for everybody. What do you say? Mm-hmm. So, the first two days we came down there and spent some time with some family. And then uh, for two days we went fishing. The first day it was just me, my mom, and my dad. And it was really special for him and me and my mom because we each caught our first sailfish. Whoa. Yeah. All right. You got it. You got it. You got it feed me into this one here buddy tell me tell me what kind of baits did you use were you trolling chunking what what were you doing man like take us into so, it so we were using a live value mm-hmm. we had we had one live value one dead value and some butterfish and we were kite fishing actually oh. yeah and that was with a uh, new moon sport fishing with captain jack Okay, and 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 kite fishing. Can you explain it to everybody? Because a lot of the listeners may not even know what kite fishing are. We we have some bass fishermen, mm-hmm. some trout fishermen. You know, a little mix. Mm-hmm. Not too many people are kind of diverse into the 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 real mm-hmm. blue water fishing. So, the easiest way I can explain kite fishing is basically a kite strapped to a fishing rod, mm-hmm. and then it's like. If you know what an outrigger is, it's literally that. Just it keeps the, the bait on the top of the water. And then if the, if the fish hits the bait, then the, it's like a bobber. And then if the fish hits the bait, then it's going to rip down. And then it'll be able to run. And then that's when you reel it in. And and one of the good things about kite fishing is it, it does, like, like you just said, Bo, it keeps that bait up on top of the water. So all of your blow-ups, you can see them. And especially with sailfish, mm-hmm. right? Like sailfish come mm-hmm. flying out of the water to grab that bait. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Did they all grab come off the kite or any of them come off of a different bait or? No, they were all off the kite. So you you saw every single blow-up that had, had occurred? Yes, sir. So what was – who caught the biggest one, you, mom, or dad? Me. Yeah, how big was it? 88 inches. Wow. What was the fight like? It it was crazy. It wrapped around the boat three times. <laughs> what? Literally. What do you mean? Yeah. We had to go up on the deck, around it, and then fight it for like two minutes up on the deck until I actually wanted to circle around. That happened like two other times after that. Come on. Yeah. Was was the motor running or were were you just dead still? We were drifting. Okay. But I'm saying like when you're fighting the fish, is the motor on? You know, like shark fishing or whatever. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're fishing some of these blue water fishing, you keep the motor on and you're trying mm-hmm. to control that fish to keep mm-hmm. it in the off the off the stern of the boat. Is that mm-hmm. how they do it down there or no, they ter- they just literally they didn't care really. They, they just <laughs> left it off. <laughs> and you're just running around the boat aimlessly, trying to catch up on this fish, and just doing mm-hmm. circles around the boat. Yep. I bet you it was quite havoc. 
mean, it was sketchy too because it was windy. Was it? Yeah. The weather was kind of rough. Uh -huh. What kind but of? That's what you want with sails. Oh, really? oh, probably. Have you ever heard of Hallover Inlet? No. It's the worst inlet on the East Coast. Come on, what what makes it so bad? I can't really tell you that because I don't know. It just gets to seven, eight footers on the inlet. Inside the inlet. Yeah. I heard that you drove the boat in the inlet. Fifty foot boat drove the boat through the worst inlet on the east coast and docked it. Come on. Mm -hmm. Who in their right mind's gonna let you do that? What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's bow. I mean, what do you mean? You got to drive a boat in the worst inlet on the entire East Coast, 50-footer. Mm -hmm. What 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 it feel like? It, it was nerve-wracking, especially because we had the outriggers out, and I didn't want to hit the poles with them. Mm -hmm. So, and then um, they started filming us because they have this YouTube channel called Boats vs. Hallover. Yeah. Yeah. And they were filming for that, that day. And and they and you were on it. I think uh, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy, dude. So, what other mm. fish did you catch while you were down there besides the sailfish? Uh, some grouper. We caught some black fin tuna. What kind of grouper? Uh, but we had, uh, we caught a gag grouper, but we had to let it go. Mm hmm Because it was uh, season starts in May. Starts May first. Oh, so it was it was out of season. Yeah. What else did you get down there? Uh, I mean, not much. Like the second day, me and my dad just went out. Mm -hmm. It was six, seven footers. He, he, no offense to him, but he threw up too. Did he really? Yeah, he's chumming the waters for us. <laughs> was it was it was it like a puke and rally, or he was was he done for the day? He he was he was done for the day. <laughs> so you were just catching all the fish while he was sleeping. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't tell you this. What's that? So we we were, went into the bay and like the little back bay to catch some uh, snook. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. So we set a line for tarpon. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't find any at this one spot. So we were driving around looking and found these dolphins. And then seeing these other little fins coming out. And then like, oh my gosh, tarpon air it out. It was awesome. And then um, we hooked onto this one tarpon. Just guess how much, how much it weighed. I don't know. How much we... How, 181 pounds. What? Oh no, sorry. 180 pounds. That's what we estimated it. Wow. Between 180 and 200. Dude, come on. And you caught it? Yeah. S we didn't. So, you know, like if you leader a tarpon, it's a legal catch, right? Yeah. We leadered it at least four times. It took, it drove us about two and a half miles. Dragging you around. And it took us about an hour to reel it in and stuff and then it broke us off on a pylon so so you pulled up on these tarpon and and they're airing mm -hmm. out and so mm -hmm. so what do you, you 
what kind of bait are you casting at these things to to make them bite? What what was going on? We were using a uh, live herring. Yep. That's and that's literally it. And on the spinning rod. Uh huh. Yep. Did they did they lock you in on a bell or what? Or you just freehanded it. I just used one of the little like pads that stick on the on the butt of the rod. Yep. And that's it. And you fought this I thing. Just, mm-hmm. For how long? Probably an hour. Jeez. All by yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. That's crazy. How how mm-hmm. many inches do you think it was? Oh, I I can't even I don't even know. Mm-hmm. At one point it was airing out like two foot. Jeez. It was two foot out of the water. That's crazy. Now, it might have been 75 inches. Wow. And 200 pounds. At least, yeah, maybe. Dude, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best fighting fish you ever fought, or what? That or the um, that stingray, the world record stingray that I got. I got. Oh, bow fishing. Yeah. You think pound for pound they're probably close to each other? Yeah. How big? Oh, but was- we didn't. Okay. What's that? Okay. No, no, go ahead. But we didn't, we weren't bow fishing for the tarpon. No, just rod and reel, we right? Yeah, yeah. And and how many pounds was the stingray? 201.1 pounds. Jeez. And that's a world record. I, yes, sir. Wow. That's crazy. I actually, oh. I actually just got the uh, clocks for it. Um, like two days ago. What? I did see that. So you, but you got a couple different plaques. Yeah. So I got the youth world record, and these were the plaques that I had. Now I don't have the adult world record anymore, but we did the adult world record plaque just cuts. Okay. I had it. So I got the adult and youth world record for Maryland. Or yeah, the adult and youth world record. And then the state record for Maryland, those three. For the 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 stingray. Yes, sir. Wow. Butterfly, stingray. That's crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. See, you're just you're you're just so diverse in everything that you do, Bo. I mean, you're like the next up and coming uh, Tim Wells, man. Like, always out there killing something, dude. Like, do you ever go to school? Like, what's up, man? Like, I don't get, I'm jealous of you, bro. Like, you're always out there doing something crazy. It doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. So, so it, anything else that you did in Florida? I seen some pictures of you, you free, free, free handing trying to catch some things off the dock what what was that all about let me think what was that you kept throwing some bait in there i think it was a uh, uh mackerel or something oh yep 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 so i was there was this like 250 pound goliath grouper <laughs> yeah and we just tied a uh a rope to a mackerel mm-hmm and uh, that sucker came up and tried to hit it three times before it actually got it. And you hold on to it, or you just let him kind of have at it? No, we just let him have it. Jeez. And he was, like, right but underneath the a, dock? Yeah, yeah. He was what? He, he, yeah, he was. He was underneath the dock Dude, right there. 
That's crazy. How did you know that he was and, there? Um, these other guys of uh, their buddies of the charter that we went with, mm-hmm. and they they said they see him all the time. So we waited a little bit for him to come out. I'm surprised you didn't grab mm-hmm. a rod and try and catch him. <laughs> and then there was this probably 500 pound bull shark in the marina. Really? It was crazy. It was huge. What did he do? It looked do? like a great white. He, we fed him a blackfin tuna carcass. Come on. <laughs> it's crazy down there, huh? Yeah. It's like the straight Amazon. The biggest shark I've ever seen in my life. Was that blackfin? Uh, tiger shark. Tiger shark. Where was that? Um, the Miami, Miami, was, Florida. Was that in the marina or was that when you were out fishing? No, that was in the marina. Wow. He was just swimming around in the marina. Mm-hmm. How big was he? Probably 500 pounds. Come on. Mm-hmm. Do you try and feed it, like feed him or anything or you just? Yeah. Yeah, we fed him a blackfin tuna carcass. <laughs> you fed him too? Mm-hmm. What'd you have him, right at the back of the boat? They um they had him up on the on the bow, mm-hmm. so we walked up there and yeah. Man, I, I'm yeah. surprised a guy like you didn't just get in there and try and wrestle him down. Hmm. I would have freaking died. Yeah. <laughs> well, so after Miami, you you left and you you went to Ohio, right? Yeah. So what kind of happened um, down in Ohio? I shot the biggest turkey of my life. Come on. Mm-hmm. Dude. So. Tell us about it <laughs> from the car ride. Be in depth. We all need to hear this story. This is very important. So we were we were literally on our way to Ohio. And our buddy, the buddy that, our buddy that we were hunting with says, get here fast. There's birds. So we did. And. We, we went out the first day, and we got all settled in. And first thing, when first light comes up, for, and then shooting light comes up, we hear, boom, boom. Two big gobblers, probably 200 yards away, with three hens. Mm-hmm. And we were ripping on them. They would not move, leave those hens. Until my dad got smart and started doing a little Jake purr. Like, you know, it's like a little rougher than a hen purr. Like a, like a fighting purr? Yeah, yeah. And then he started smacking his hat on the ground like they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And then um, they started. And they look at us like, what the heck is that? And they started running to us. Really? And, yeah, there was two nice-sized gobblers. And my dad's buddy was filming, and he was like, um, these two birds were coming up, and all I could see was their heads. But the, the, it wasn't a good shot because I had a pole and some brush in the way, and then there was this big hill. So I, all I could see was his head. But the guy that was filming, he said, he kept telling me to shoot, shoot, shoot. But he could see like half of the bird's body. Mm-hmm. And then he told me to just get up and shoot. And I was literally on them birds. And then he starts um, but, 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 he starts putting in and starts running away. So 
I couldn't get a shot on them that day. So then the next day we went to the same spot. Didn't see anything there. So we went to um, this big cornfield. And there was this like old tree stand platform. And literally put our seats in right there and put our decoys out. Started calling. Took us probably um, 40 minutes. And so we had three big jakes coming in. And they seen the decoys. And the one started like getting all strutting and stuff. And then they started gobbling. And then we started calling a little bit to them. And then we hear this super big bird going off. And then we hear him getting closer. And my dad's like, go, get ready. So I, I seen these two birds come in. And then I get on them. And then I forgot to take my safety off. So I was like, oh, I got to move back. Click it on. And then um, I leaned to shoot because it moved a little bit. And they start putting and start walking away. So I lean, I had to lean over a little bit more, and then I killed them. Jeez, what did they see? I think they seen me moving my hand. Oh. And then, but but you still killed them. Oh yeah. On film too. Yep. Where's everyone going to be able to watch that? On Bono's Outdoors Ooh. on Instagram. Ooh. And Mob Squad Bullfishing on Instagram. Wow. Okay. All right. So so how big was this bird? It had a 10-inch beard mm-hmm. and one-inch and one spurs. Jeez. And how, how, how much did it weigh? I guess probably 30 pounds. 30 pounds? Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's a monster. Yeah, it was, it was fat. Doggone thirty pounder. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So was that your? That was your first long beard that you ever shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shot at Jake last year. What was that back home, but, Pennsylvania, or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So when you were when you were hunting down there, are you trying to roost them birds at night, or are you you know just getting in on them in the morning, knowing that them birds are there, or? Um, so, every night we would go out and listen for gobbles. Yep. And then we would see whether, if we would hear any gobbles over in that field, that's where we sat. And then you just hunt in that field and hope for yep. the best. I shot that bird at 7-11. In the morning? Yep. 7-11. So, he come mm-hmm. pretty much right off the stick then? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. dude. So what else? What else you got planned for this season? Lots and lots of fishing charters. Yeah, what kind of fishing charters? Offshore bow fishing. Tell yeah. us about it, dude. We we actually just added a new boat to our fleet. You did. Yep, we have a forty Cabo. Ah. That's the boat. That's the boat that me and my dad are going to be running. Okay, and what kind of charters y'all run down there? So we run bow fishing charters, and then we have an, we have one smaller boat that's a thirty foot, mm-hmm. um, and then that that'll be me or no, that'll be my sister and her boyfriend. They run and that thirty run, footer. Yeah, they'll be doing just bottom fishing. Okay. Yep. 
and then me and my dad will usually run bofors and charters but if we have like two back to back in one day one me and my dad will run and then one me or my sister and her boyfriend will okay that's awesome and 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 is that out of maryland or delaware so um the big um 40 foot offshore boat Mm -hmm. that's out of ocean city maryland in white marlin marina Mm -hmm. and then the 30 foot boat with the just the bottom fishing and stuff that'll be out of indian river marina wow that's awesome dude Mm -hmm. so they're gonna keep you busy when when are you gonna go to school bo i'm out of school june 10th so (laughs) i'll be just straight fishing then then. mm -hmm. and we have three bow fishing tournaments this year to do what uh what do those things entail? Um so I have two in May and one in June. And those are down in so, what what states are those in? So the Potomac um Big Five of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And and then I have Worlds, the World Bow Fishing Tournament. That's mm-hmm. in Michigan. And and you're gonna shoot all of those? Yep, and then we have the Spring Fling Tournament in New York. Jeez. And, oh, and maybe we're going to do a shoot the uh, Potomac Youth Tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. man. They, you, you're all over the place doing absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. If you could pick one thing to do for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fishing charters. You like fishing charters? Yep. Why do you like fishing charters I just, so much? Because I like to help people. Like, learn how to fish and everything like that? Mm-hmm. And then I, I love being the first mate because I get to help people do, like, I, I help people rig up rods. I help set lines. And that's that's your favorite thing mm-hmm. to do? Yep. It's not about catching your own fish or shooting your own fish or nothing like that. You like helping other people. Mm-hmm. What do you think is like if you could have one of your most like memorable moments of being on the deck and 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 fishing with somebody? What what would it be? Do you have like a favorite story? Oh, probably when I shot. Um, so last last podcast, remember we talked about the uh, river carp sucker? Yep. So I don't have that record anymore, mm-hmm. but it was an awesome shot that I did. So. Um, I was up on the deck with me and my dad's buddy. Yep. And he said, Oh, there's a carp right there. He he was literally drawn back, about to shoot, and I lean over and shoot that thing. <laughs> and, and he thought I, I, I missed it, but I actually got it and it was turned out to be a state record. That's awesome. That's absolutely mm-hmm. epic. Do you yeah. have Do you have a favorite, like most memorable, like when you're working the charter boat? Do you have a story that you like to tell? That's like your favorite moment with with helping somebody. Oh, probably. So this one time we were pot hopping for mahi. Yeah. And we had like twenty mahi we caught, and my shirt looked like I was a serial killer. Come on. Literally, it was covered in blood. From, and then the deck was just from all the mahi. They're so bloody. From gaffing them and ripping them on the boat? Yeah. That's awesome. Nothing better than that. You fillet them up for them people or what? Yeah, yeah. 
You good at it? Mm-hmm. I'm not bad at it. I I can fillet a fish. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Where'd you learn how to oh. fillet a fish? My dad. Oh. And another good memory I had is, so we were part of this um, organization called the One Wish Foundation, mm-hmm. and it gives um, people with life-altering illnesses. Yep. It gives them their one wish to do anything they want in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, um, th- th- this kid, um, he's had multiple surgeries. He's, but he's so nice. And he went and shot an elk, and my dad filmed it. And then he came with us bow fishing, and they shot like four or five rays. And that was awesome to take in and out. To be able to be part of that, right? Yeah. That's awesome, Bo. That's mm-hmm. that's epic, man. That's, you know, you helping people at such a young age and having such a, you know, a love for that and a passion for helping other people at such a young age, man. You you really, you're really beyond your age for sure, Bo. <laughs> you know, it's really cool to watch Thank you. you. In the past couple of years to, you know, to get to know you and become friends with you and kind of see and all the ventures that you get to go on and do and stuff. It it really is inspiring, bro. You're doing a lot of really cool things, man. Thank you. You know, it, and it keeps you out of trouble, too. Could you imagine how much trouble you'd be in if you weren't in the outdoors? Like, <laughs> like I bet you got buddies that do a lot of bad things that aren't supposed to. Right. And and they're not hunting or fishing. The thing is, I really can't say that about them. Right. I really can't. I have an amazing group of friends. They're they're super good. They love to hunt and fish, and then they love baseball, which is all me too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better friend group. And, mean, and a lot of your friends do hunt and fish also? Yeah, yeah. That's good then. Mm-hmm. I bet you that you shoot bigger deer than them, though, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you were supposed to say no, Bo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, nah, man, you get to have a lot of fun, dude, and do some really cool mm-hmm. things, man. It's it's always good to hear from you and see you at the shows and, mm-hmm. and see all the things you got going on. I mean, how many – you have a ton mm-hmm. of world records with the bow fishing. Now you're catching tarpons and sailfish. I mean, what's what's next, dude? Like, what are you doing next? You got any good plans coming up for the season? So, I don't know yet, but maybe San Salvador. What is it? We might be going to San Salvador with my dad's buddy. What is that? Maybe. It's uh, South America. South America? Maybe. 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 I don't know yet. Maybe. What are you going to hunt over there? We're probably be fishing for sailfish. In South America? Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, come on. You got to be kidding me, dude. Where did this... You you got... You were doing all this bow fishing. Now you're getting in on this deep blue water. <laughs> Do you like it more than bow fishing, you think? or Offshore? Yeah. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Sorry. No, I like bow fishing more than offshore fishing. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? 
it's just I don't have to be as patient. <laughs> <laughs> you can just shoot away, right? Mm-hmm. Shoot anything. And like, it's like I don't really know. It's just like I can't even explain why I like it more. Honestly. But it's just your thing, man. It's in your blood. That's what you started doing. Mm-hmm. You're good at it. Mm-hmm. You have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You guys get to do it all the time. You got you got some real mm-hmm. good shooting spots, and you know you mm-hmm. doing the butterfly. They're probably mm-hmm. pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like oh, mm-hmm. it's first in- instinct for you, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like riding a bike. It's just you're just so used mm-hmm. to doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you guys take a ton of people out on the charter boat, too, bow fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That probably keeps you pretty busy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. where can where can everybody find that stuff? So they can go to Mob Squad Bow Fishing, and then you can probably, you can message my dad, and then we'll have our website up. Um, I gotta figure that what the website is, right? I gotta figure that out. I still don't know what it is. Is it is it up already? I don't know. All right. Well, if it is, I'll oh. make sure to. I'm gonna put it in the link below. So it is. It's just not done. Okay. Like we have our old. Like if you go to Mob Squad Bow Fishing Charters, mm-hmm. it's gonna take you to all of our old charters, like with the old bow fishing boat and like. It'll say we're in Pennsylvania still. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to link but, at least at least the Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll link the Instagram below mm-hmm. so that they can go mm-hmm. and check that out. And then what's up with mm-hmm. your Instagram, dude? You got your own little Instagram feed thing going on yourself. <laughs> what is that all yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Bow Knows Outdoors. Bow Knows Outdoors. <laughs> That's it. It's just, it's just what, it's just kind of like your journey, kind of like a little vlog of kind of what you've been doing and reels and stuff like that. Yep, that's exactly it. What, what, you got anything cool on there that people can go and check out? Uh, you can see my first turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see me fed- feeding the black grouper. Soon you'll see the video of couple of jakes strutting and then me shooting a, a long beard do you have a youtube too or just it just sticking to the instagram so i'm gonna start a youtube channel soon but my dad has a youtube channel what's that mob squad bow fishing and that's that's his youtube over there mm-hmm. i bet you they're, yeah. you're the star of the show <laughs> yeah Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll make sure to link but, that thing below for sure so that you can check it out. But uh, soon I'm probably going to start a YouTube channel doing some like rigging videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start post- posting like m- making rigs and stuff like that on Instagram too. Awesome. Awesome, man. Bo, before I let you go, buddy, uh, I got one last question for you. And you probably already know what the question is, but I'll ask you anyways. Bo Sampson, what drives you outdoors? It's just my journey. What I do, helping people, doing everything outdoors. My life is outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I can't get enough of it. 
Well, you heard it from Bo Sampson. Bo, how old are you? 12 years old. 12 years old. And you just kicking it back and just doing it and living the dream. Mm-hmm. Man, if I could tell you one thing, dude, is just keep keep on the right direction. And one of the most important things, keep helping everybody, dude. I think that's one of the most important things that you do is helping people and doing it for all the right reasons. There's a lot of kids out there that now are doing it for love and likes, and they're not doing it for the right reasons. And one of the things that mm-hmm. I like you for is because you do things for other people you know like the the program that you work with with the people that might not be able to to do things down the road or whatever Mm -hmm. and taking those guys haunting and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and you being at the shows nothing better than showing up the harrisburg show with Bo with his cowboy hat and cowboy boots and putting (laughs) a smile on your face i mean there's nothing better than that dude so keep doing what you're doing Bo. and you know we really appreciate everything that you're doing and uh for everyone else, mm-hmm. thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. <laughs>